Hey King, hey Queen, my name is Dr. Kadisha, and this is We Gotta Do Better. Hey King, hey Queen, I am Dr. Kadisha. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the very first episode of We Gotta Do Better podcast. All month long, you know, we've been talking about endometriosis, and I am so excited to have here joining me today on this beautiful day, God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> we've got Christina in the building, aka Credible. Um, she is going to be talking about her experience with endometriosis. So, good morning, Miss Christina. How are you? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for having me. I am doing very well on this Saturday. Blessed to be here, I can say. Just, just really blessed to be here. Well, you know, I'm honored to have you join me today. I know I reached out to you on social media. And it's interesting when you reach out to people on social media, you really don't expect that they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty receptive. And so I appreciate you for um, taking the opportunity to join me today to talk about your experience. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I really do appreciate you it. You are welcome. I know social media, when people reach out, they're kind of like, uh, I don't know if this is going to work. But honestly, social media, that's where I've met the most amazing people and have the most amazing connections. Isn't oh. that crazy? That's so crazy. Like we would never think that social media yeah. would do that for us. <laughs> yes. But I, I, I agree with you. I've also met a lot of amazing people through social media platforms. So this is definitely um, an awesome space to kind of just connect with people and, you know, build, build whatever it is that you're working on. So this is kind of a testament to that. <laughs> This yeah. is definitely a testament. So thank you. So let's just jump right in. Let's get let's get going. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you have a clinical background. Um, yes. So how one, how did you decide that you were going to get into the clinical space? What exactly um, do you do? And why do you do it? Okay, so honestly, how did I get back into the clinical space? I had one or two options way back when back in 2000 and five when I graduated uh from high school I actually wanted to be in fashion which mm -hmm. is completely opposite spectrums of what I'm doing now um and I remember going to FIT in New York and my mom was like well you got to make a decision what do you want to do and I remember standing there on the corner looking at you know these tall buildings in New York and I'm like mm, I don't know I want to do this but I want to be a nurse and she was like well make the decision so nursing, here I am Whew. from 2007 to currently right now, I've been a licensed practical nurse, which has been a very long time. And I'm currently in school for my RN because I have outweighed myself. I cannot do any more. Even at work, they're like, we waiting on you. What, what you doing? Are you finished yet? Because you have the experience. <laughs> what are you doing? Like my manager, she just looks at me with the skull like, you're finished? And I'm like, I'm, 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 I'm trying, I'm trying. I know I need the credentials to catch up to where I'm at right now. So, okay. I mean, I have seen a lot, learned a lot. I have taught a lot. And that's mm -hmm. kind of weird to say to only be 33 and have that much experience. But I've worked in geriatrics, rehab, 
hospitals, procedure centers, I have done a lot, but I have not personally worked in gynecology, which that's what I want to do. That's one of the things that I want to get under my belt, just to be able to advocate for women better in that field. Because I see a lot where women come in, you know, to the office that I'm in right now, Mm -hmm. or just even when I'm out in the street, people just have that thing that they want to talk to me. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, what is it? Hmm, I don't know (laughs) what I pull off, but we'll have a whole discussion. And then we get into, you know, gynecology. And I'm like, no, let me, let me, let me guide you just a little bit on what to do. So I have a lot of clinical experience far as just some of everything, Mm -hmm. but far as working in that field that's one of the things I'm trying to push you know to get into and has and do you think your experiences in life has kind of um drawn you more towards gynecology because I know a lot of people they're they're not interested in seeing you know those parts of the body one and (laughs) two they kind of stray away from that area of discussion so do you think your personal experiences have kind of pushed you towards that lane Um, area focus I would say yes Okay. Before I was like, I don't want to do nothing with this, but after, you know, mm-hmm. experiencing endo and actually I remember way back when, when I was working in Connecticut, I had a patient. She was an older lady, um, probably around in her seventies. Mm-hmm. She actually had endometriosis. And then to me, it triggered that, you know, this is, this is a lifetime thing. So yeah. after seeing that, you know, someone that's in their 70s having a diagnosis of endometriosis and then, mm-hmm. you know, going through life, going through what I was going through and seeing other things in a clinical setting, I was like, this is bigger than what people make it seem to be. So yeah. it made so, me want to pursue, you know, possibly going into that area. Okay. Well, you know what? I think it's a blessing that you do have that clinical background. I think it's one thing to have experience, yes, but I also think the the clinical background gives you a little bit of an oomph. Uh, You have a little bit more insight, a little bit more knowledge um, to be able to advocate, not only advocate, but, you know, communicate um, to people that you're interacting with on a different level. Um, you know, because once people know, like, especially if you have a patient coming in with endometriosis, um, and then, you know, they know that you have it, it's like, oh, my God, like, I can relate to you more, like, I I feel like you kind of understand, or you get it, so you're going to be genuine, you're going to be real um, when you're talking to me and explaining things to me, so I think that, you know, that's 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 awesome. Um, I think it'll be very beneficial to a lot of people. A lot of people will receive it um, with with wide open arms. <laughs> yes, like, yes, like, yes, queen. We need that. We need that. So you know what, girl, continue working towards it. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy, but um, I definitely suggest you you know kind of push towards that direction because we need more people like you out here advocating for us for sure. Definitely. For sure. So how long have you been diagnosed with endometriosis? So I was diagnosed with endometriosis back in, I want to say 2013, 2014. Um, It was around that time when I started 
like the period pains were just horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, they were terrible and I grew up just always having bad period pain they were like well we'll put you on birth control it'll make things a lot better but my true diagnosis probably happened around 2014 20 yeah 2013 14 around there and uh-huh. when they first told me I was just like what what is this I never hear this and it took me out of being you know, a nurse role to being in a patient role. Cause I'm like turning my back. I'm like, let me look this up. I don't remember learning this. In school. <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? <laughs> I ain't never hear this. So I'm sitting here doing my research. And I'm yeah. like, okay. So this is what was happening the whole time. What, how, what do how I need to do? You had those pains before you sought help. <sighs> oh gosh. I mean, it just seemed like my period was getting worse over time, the the heavy bleeding. But I want to say like around that 2013, 14, weird stuff just started happening. Like uh, intercourse was painful. So I was like, all right, something's wrong. Mm. So then I started going to the doctors. They're like, oh no, you know, you got a, a pelvic infection. I'm like, pelvic infection. Oh, wow. So then at the time, you know, I'm looking at my, well, he's my ex-fiance now. I'm looking at him like, what you doing? What's, what's, what's going on? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because when you hear pelvic infection, like it just, it changes everything. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, oh, well, you got an STD or something. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, huh? But then it started to happen more. And I'm like, Mm-mm, something's not right. I will go to the emergency room. You know, those days where the pain was just so intense and yeah. same thing. And I'm like, no, something is wrong. Right. Something is wrong. So it just got over time worse. And then I started to notice like I was, wasn't, cause they wanted me to get on birth control too, to kind of help manage the hormones so I can lose weight. And I'm like, this stuff's getting worse. Like I'm still gaining weight. I can't Uh lose weight. Uh I'm still feeling all these other symptoms and you know, the facial hair growing. I'm like, this ain't something else is hindering what's going on on top of this new pain that I'm having so it it was just a nightmare it was a nightmare per se it was so you you Um, had to kind of go through all of that all of those experiences (laughs) before before someone could even tell you exactly what was going on with you so when you found out you started doing your research looking into it and then when you found out like exactly what it was like what were your thoughts my thought was is this like and I know this is drastic and this is being being dramatic at the time but I was like is this like a death sentence like is Mm. can I come can I come back from this because I actually my GYN at that time she was amazing but she was just like I have to send you out to a specialist because I kept complaining and she kept seeing that I was at the doctor's um, another doctor's mm-hmm. office or at the ER, she pushed, you know, I had to physically push her to be like, hey, you can't help me. So what are my options? Right. So that's when I went to a, a fertility a fertility specialist. And uh-huh. that's where I got, the, you know, the true diagnosis of what's going on with me. Cause she mm-hmm. gave me options. But at that time I was just like, this is pretty serious to be sitting in the office with other people that have fertility problems or trying to have babies. And I'm just like, 
I'm not trying to have a baby right now, but I'm here. <laughs> so it was, it was awkward. It, it is, was and it could be scary too. Like, yeah. oh, like I'm sure you were probably thinking like, all right, this, is this going to impact my ability to have a baby? Like, like what's, you know, what's going to happen? Like I, girl, I can only child. I would probably it, it, thought the same. It did. It did. It definitely did. Because, you know, of course they try to push you to have a baby at that time when they first mm-hmm. think you have endometriosis and I went mm-hmm. through that whole getting off the birth control the periods getting worse uh sex was you know horrible just the pain and I'm like my body is rejecting me it hates me right now so it it's a scary thing to be in a fertility office and see all the different people and see all the different couples and you're just like I'm not trying to have a baby but I'm here so right. So then, so now you did your research, you've got your diagnosis. And then, so what did your doctor advise you to do? Like what, how could you manage this? Like, I mean, you, you walk out the doctor's office with what information? Like, what do you do next? So her plan for me was, cause she was one of those doctors where she was like, I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. This, the only way to find it for me is to go inside and see what's going on. She said okay. it just like that. She said to me, the symptoms, everything that you're going through, this sounds like endometriosis. Um, but to have a guarantee, this is what it is, and it's not something else. She said, I need to do surgery. And I'm not a fan of surgery. I don't like going to sleep, but I had to, you know, be a G at the time and go yeah. to sleep <laughs> to, to do it because I'm petrified of just anesthesia. Weirdly, I can yeah. watch other people go to sleep. I like being in the <laughs> OR. I'll comfort somebody, but I think it's the loss of control for me because I'm used to being on the other side. So it was just like, okay, let's do surgery. She did the surgery, make a long story short. She was basically saying, wherever you described the pain and what you were feeling when I went inside and she laughed about it. She was like, that's where I saw that. And I was just like, really? And she was like, yes. Because I always used to complain every time I would go, you know, move my bowels, it would hurt like right in my back. And she said, that's where I literally found like some of the adhesions and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, you know, that's crazy. So it was kind of a relief when she actually found it. But then I'm like, okay, what are my next steps? Right. And then that's when, you know, I had my follow up and she was like, we're going to put the IUD in this is going to be your way to manage this. Now that we removed all the adhesions and things like that, this is how we're able, you know, this is your next step because mm-hmm. I done tried everything under the sun except for Lupron. Lupron, I was like, I'm not trying it. So we're not going that route. But so I've for tried. everybody that doesn't know, like what is Lupron? So Lupron is a drug that they use for many different things. So for me, what stand out for me where I was like, I'm not using it was um, sometimes they use it in prostate cancer patients. Um, I know they use it in young adolescents to manage like, you know, hormonal situations and just the side effects of Lupron. I just didn't want to deal with it. Lupron will throw you basically into an early menopause. Ooh, and I was no just like, uh-uh. yeah, I was like, no, like when I read it, I was like night sweats, hot flashes, no. sex, sex drive. And I was just like, mm. Mm-hmm. My uterus already on fire. Yeah, and now y'all we, try to put me through metaphor. 
No, thank we you. already <laughs> jacked up over here and you want to add some more stuff? I said no. So for me, and this is just coming from a clinical medical background. Of course. I feel like sometimes what they give us causes more issues and more problems and more symptoms than what's really going on. I'm that type of person. Let's get to the root of the problem. Exactly. Because if not, if you give me a pill for one thing and I have to take another pill to fix the side effect of that, it's kind of pointless to me. So that's what was going on in my head when she brought up Lupron as one of the ways we could manage my endo. I was like, no, we need to find out the root of the problem. So I've tried so many birth controls. I've tried, what is it? The... I can't even think, uh, but it was the little circle that you insert every month. I've tried oh, yes. all the, yeah. I've, I've tried all of those. And the I'm Nuva just like, ring or whatever it's the Nuva ring. Yes, mm-hmm. the Nuva ring. I've tried the Nuva ring. And you know, that worked for a little while, but the pain came back. So after mm-hmm. the surgery, my laparoscopy, IUD was mm-hmm. like the last thing. So they inserted that and she was like, you know, it's going to take a while to get used to it, but literally years later I was basically pain free because her goal was I need your period to stop but Mm -hmm. I need you to do other things so this pain can go away and that's Mm -hmm. where the lifestyle change hit me drastically because she was like dairy is a killer and I know for a lot of us we grow up eating dairy like dairy like that thing like we put cheese mm-hmm. on our broccoli we put mm-hmm. cheese on our eggs that's me cheese on everything and she that's was like me. I need you to stop the dairy oh stop man it. so because dairy is a it's an inflammation and with yeah. endometriosis you have a bunch of inflammation in your body right so right. that lifestyle change kind of helped decrease this inflammation in my body So anytime, even to this current day, when I eat something that probably got, because they be lying on these boxes, y'all. I need (laughs) my people. (laughs) I need my people that are out there really (laughs) making a lifestyle change. Read these labels just because it say plant-based, just because it say vegan. I need you to flip it around. Right. Flip it around because they be sneaking milk in everything. So even to this day, when I eat something... And I'll be like, mm-mm, something don't feel right. And literally, I'll get a pain, like, you know, within a couple of hours. And I'll yeah. be like, no, they didn't. Why y'all got oh, milk? Lord. Why y'all got milk in this? Why? So please read your labels, but I had to cut out dairy. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted me to cut back on certain processed box foods, certain meats. So basically, I was on a clean diet. I was eating to live per se to kind of get my life back to normal but I didn't even know what normal was right I didn't know what normal was it's been so long right it's been so long and then to know what your body is supposed to feel and function like because I'm not gonna front we grow up on some of the most horrible foods Mm. so some of that stuff does not make you feel the best but you don't Mm -hmm. know that until you go without it and to see how your body functions at its highest potential so Mm -hmm. for me I'm like this is what okay so having the itis is not normal um (laughs) (laughs) you know 
having, you know, acid reflux after you eat something. This is not normal. It took time for me to understand what was normal for my body. So during that time, going through that transition, I was able to learn these things, Mm -hmm. what triggered for for me to have endo flare-ups. And it may be different for everyone, but I can really sit here and say, diet change. Ladies, if you don't do anything else, please. That's 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 the you big key. That is the it. big key. Like you can be <laughs> on every type of birth control. They can you can be on every type of pain pill. If you do not manage your diet, it's it's going to take longer to get to that state of okay. This is an abnormal pain. This is okay. This is normal. This is not normal. No, I shouldn't feel. Yeah, you know, I shouldn't eat ice cream. I shouldn't have alcohol. You know, let me cut back on these things. So it took time for me to understand that it took years yeah to understand that but it can it can be done so you know what, that, was, that's was, I'm, I'm glad you said that because um a lot of people don't know when they're trying to make health decisions um that diet is always the root diet is always at the root of it all people do not believe it but if you just remove meat you could start with meat remove meat from your diet at least three times a week you'll see how much of a difference it will make on your health if you remove dairy from your diet at least three or four times a week you will see how much of a difference it makes on your health and so I'm glad you brought up that point because I'm not even gonna say remove it from your diet Period, because you know people ain't really gonna do that unless. But just cut it out. Situation, (laughs) but you know, cut it out. Right. Well, that's why I'm saying I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice, and I'm gonna say (laughs) three times a week. We're gonna be real. Let's keep it real. You know, two, three times a week, you want to remove it from your diet, and you'll see how much of a difference it makes. So I'm glad you brought that up, and I was gonna ask you about that. You know, if you did have to make any lifestyle changes, because that that's one of the key things people really, really, really need to understand. And I know because my goal is really to address people in low income communities, because these are the people that really need to hear this stuff. Yeah. Um, and I know they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, the food is so expensive. I can't buy it. I can't afford it. Da-da-da-da-da. Maybe we like, need to have another podcast on that because there are ways. <laughs> listen if I hear another person say well it's expensive listen you don't gotta go to Whole Foods just because exactly I like going to Whole Foods or wherever exactly sometimes I'll be at Whole Foods and I'll be like oh no we going up the street where Aldi's at let's 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 go to Aldi listen let's go to Walmart there's community centers yes yes there's community centers I'm gonna put y'all on game real quick there are community centers probably in your area that will mm-hmm. give you a box of fruit and vegetables yes. for ten, yes. twenty dollars. Because yes. this is the thing: a lot of people they walk past the fruit and vegetables, mm-hmm. so all that stuff goes mm-hmm. to waste. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that twenty dollars will last you how many weeks? Learn to freeze your produce, yep. catch things. Listen, that's a yep. whole other conversation. <laughs> we we gonna come back. We gonna come back. I'm gonna have you <laughs> on for that conversation because I think people really need to understand. So we're going to do a part two on that. But just um, just in your situation right now, um, of course, you mentioned the diet, 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 diet was so important. I have to say it 20 times because I need people to understand. <laughs> it's so important. 
for any lifestyle change, any healthy decisions you need to make for your life, diet is important. So I'm glad that you acknowledged that that's what you needed to do for you in order to be a better, be a better you, live your best healthy lifestyle. Um, so kudos to you for doing that. And and how Thank is it you. going? How is it going for you right now? Still maintaining. Um, still maintaining. Yeah, still maintaining. So years later, I turned to straight vegan plant-based and that didn't, that happened by like a oops honestly I did a challenge at CrossFit and they were like well we're gonna drop meat and I was like well what am I supposed to eat and he was just looking at me my CrossFit trainer and was like don't be dramatic like you a nurse you could figure this out like what was wrong with you and I was being dramatic drop meat and I remember one day I was like oh I want some jerk chicken it's Friday (laughs) just because I had a taste for it knowing I haven't had meat in I don't know how long Mm. went and had some jerk chicken and was sick messed your stomach up I was sick and then guess what I tried it a week later and was sick again and I was just so disappointed but then at that time I learned that my body functions better without meat without meat. so then eventually I cut out seafood no more salmon burgers from Publix or clam chowder or any of that stuff lobster bisque none of that stuff and I was just like okay this is what we're gonna do so mm-hmm. here I am now basically full-on vegan and plant-based and I do 10 times better but just because it's vegan don't mean it's healthy so th- that that is true a lot of people associate the vegan lifestyle with a healthy lifestyle and there are mm-hmm. levels to every single thing that we do yes there are there levels, are levels. <laughs> I can't load up on Oreos just because they're vegan because one day at work, I was like, y'all getting on my nerves. I'm hungry. They were like, oh, well, we got Oreos. And I ate five of the little mini packs that have two in them. And I was just like, yo, I'm so sick. I'm going to the bathroom. I catch y'all in 15 minutes. So just because it's vegan does not mean it's healthy. That is true. That is true. Now, you, you, you touched on your mental health or your mental space, your mental capacity to kind of understand what was happening to you. And you said, you know, you were a little dramatic or whatever the case may be. So like, how important was a support system to you during this time? Um, I honestly felt like I was alone. I'm like, okay, um, I don't know anybody around me that's going through this. I'm trying to explain it to the person that I was dealing with at the time. And I'm like, well, I don't know if I can have kids. So that right there just took me back to, I'm less of a person, I'm less of a woman because I may not be able to conceive. So it put me in a really big, I wanna say a big depression. A lot of people probably didn't know at that time that I was mentally going through this stuff, but it really made me depressed. Um, And at that time, I think I had a dog, Um, his name was Harley. So that was like my baby. And everybody used to joke around, you dress him just like you and this, that, and that. (laughs) That was, a comfort for me because I'm like if I can't have or can't conceive this is the next best thing it's mm. just like a child so um that was an outlet for me at that time because I just you know the diagnosis and what if what if what if right because I've tried and nothing happened that was like a comfort for me but I did feel I did feel alone um depression did it did sneak in um, and I didn't realize that 
a lot of the stuff that I was feeling prior to being diagnosed was linked to my endometriosis. So Uh the anxiety, I used to think, you know, okay, maybe a little, the anxiety is hereditary or whatever, but a lot of the things that I were going through Uh was linked to my endometriosis. So endometriosis is just not a GYN issue. Right. Because of the other symptoms that come with it, it's right. a, a overall life thing. So if you are suffering from depression, anxiety, uh, just other other things, like I can get into 50 million different other things of what can be going on with your body, uh, urinary incontinence or the urgency, things like that, breathing problems, like a lot of that stuff could be linked to your endo because endo can grow mm-hmm. in other various places. So just be kind of cautious and mindful of what's going on with your body right. overall when you have endometriosis because they may not link it back to endometriosis, but you kind of have to be the one to be aware of. Is this, is my what's endo causing this? Did, you know, something grow somewhere else? Things like yeah. that. Yeah. So did you have like one, you know, one person you could rely on during that time, a go-to confide in, um, talk about your problems or anything? I mean, I would talk to my friends about it, but mm-hmm. I really wasn't, I was really just closed about the whole situation. Um, they knew everything, but not to that extent. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I didn't get that support until later on in life and so probably like now where you know I'm on the other side where I'm basically pain free because I've joined you know endometriosis groups on Facebook and yeah. not yeah. to shame any of them but certain ones just didn't do anything for me they didn't uh-huh. um they weren't uplifting or anything like that and you know being a woman of color I was just like I don't see nobody that looked like me in these groups so it just I just was like I'm not gonna deal with it right now but now at the current place where I'm at to be a part of something that I see Mm -hmm. women that look like me and you women of color and it's in a more uplifting way it's awesome like it's so awesome oh wow well, that's, that's a blessing because I, and I know sometimes we kind of have friends that can, you know, they can understand, they can kind of, you know, pat us on the back and like, you know, I'm here for you, you know, if you ever need anything, but they really don't understand exactly what it is that you're going through and offer that type of advice that you yeah. might need to kind of make it through. So I'm glad that those 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 groups on on social media were able to kind of provide that support because you were able to yeah. connect with women that were experiencing the same thing. So that's awesome and I, and I'm sure it was a great help and kind of still still a great help to this day. I I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um but what you spoke you also spoke a little bit about advocating um, for women and, and that being something you are passionate about. So like, what tips would you give a young woman who just found out she's been diagnosed with endometriosis um, and, and, and don't know, and she doesn't know like where to turn, like what, 
what tips would you give her to advocate for herself? I would definitely tell her to uh, use your resources. Always mm -hmm. get a second opinion. Just because your doctor is a doctor does not mean you have to go with their decision. Uh -huh. Understand that they are human too. And it's okay to, I'm going to just say renege on your doctor and go look for another <laughs> doctor. Because, you know, some people are like, oh, but that's my doctor. And I'll be like, eh, it might be somebody else that uh -huh. can do it better, can explain it to you better, may have a better, you know, rapport with. They may have better patient uh, bedside manners. Just, right. just put it out there. Just go look for another doctor because yeah. it's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of like when you go to the nail shop. Okay, right. this person ain't doing right. We're going to go on. We're going to go on to, to, to Lee over we here. We're going to go over here to Michael. You know, we we're going to try other to people. That. We yeah. be quick to do that. And you have to do the same thing with your, your health. Mm -hmm. It's okay uh -huh. to rename on your doctor and be like, well, you know, I'm going to get a second opinion or don't even tell them. It's okay. Um, connect with people that are going through things, going through the motions. Mm -hmm. So for me, I am... Uh, Indo Black ambassador, Indo Black ambassador assistant. Um, I connected with them, and it has been amazing. First of all, shout out to Lauren. Thank you, Lauren, for having me on your team to connect with women um, that look like me. Yeah, to see that they're going through this. So make sure to look up Indo Black Inc. Yes, on social media. Just to connect with other people and to see that, listen, what I am going through is not normal. What I am yeah. going through that there's somebody that looks like me that's probably, you know, crouching down in their bathroom right. crying right? because their body is rejecting them. Mm -hmm. Know that there is a support system of somewhere. And I need people to understand this and just not with, you know, endometriosis, but your family, and mm -hmm. your friends mm -hmm. sometimes is not going to be your biggest fan or your biggest supporter it's going to be people you don't know that is true and that i know is... that's going to hit hard for a lot of people <laughs> that is true that ain't christina talking that's credible talking now your biggest <laughs> supporters <laughs> let me real. keep it real your biggest supporters are sometimes going to be people that you never met of course it's because your your family is going to be hard for them to support okay. you through something they don't know about right but people that been through this oh they they gonna support you they're gonna be like girl uh -huh. let me tell you you need to go get this heating pad make sure you go get some extra pillows before you have this surgery uh -huh. do x uh -huh. y and z because they've been there right yeah and no. that's with anything in life you can I, relate that to anything in life i think we also we we do need to be we as black people need to be okay with talking to others about our problems. I think, yes. you know, once we feel like, oh, our family, our friends ain't there supporting us, we kind of shut down. We're not open to, you know, joining those forums, joining those groups, you know, talking about things that are impacting us um, because I don't know why. I, I don't know why, because we talk about everybody's business, but let it come yes. down to something that pertains to us and our health 
then we like, we kind of shut down. We don't want nobody in our business, but this is, this is what's going to help you. Yeah. The people around you may not have the answers. They may not know what to do, how to help, how to assist, but there are people out there. Yes. There are many people out there who have done it 10 times, 10 times and back. They, they, they done been through it. They've experienced it. They lived it. They're living it. And these are the people that are so knowledgeable and, and can assist can help, can be that, that support that you need to kind of get you yeah. through this journey because endometriosis ain't no one day thing. This ain't no one day mm-hmm. month thing. This ain't no, I'm going to be good today and I'm going to be fine and I'm going to be in pain tomorrow. No, this is an every single day lifestyle. It is. It, 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 it impacts you every single day. Um, so you're going to need support every single day. You are. You are. <laughs> you are even on the good days mm-hmm. you're gonna need support like mm-hmm. you know prime example mother's day is coming for a lot of women it's mixed feelings right so and that's one of the examples that I can throw out to you guys and say that you're always gonna need support right because I appear fine and I'm pain-free don't mean that my mind ain't wandering off and going in different other places and be like well dang we still might be, you know, less of a person because we ain't right. have kids. You ain't never been pregnant. So that's why it's good to connect with people and have that safe space of mm-hmm. where I can vent and get this mm-hmm. off of my chest. But then you're going to have somebody that's going, you know, I need you to get off the bridge, come back a little bit. Right. Let me right. tell you what to do. Let me, let me guide you a little bit. So that's one thing that I like about Indo Black is you see so many different people, so many different support systems, and you, it's just a community, and it's yeah. a safe place, yeah. because, you know, it might be somebody that's in, here down in Atlanta, and be like, hey, I just moved to Atlanta, I have endometriosis, I need to find a doctor, mm. let's, Damn, let's, let's leave you, you up, yeah, boom, there let's you leave go. you up with somebody, so that's why I love Endo Black, and Lauren, thank you, thank you, thank you, 50 million times over (laughs) for coming up with this because she knew that there was a need for this for women of color and it it is it is so do not be afraid to reach out I'm I'm gonna get that information from you so I can um, attach it to the podcast information we want women to know that there are resources out there um, so we're going to definitely share this on, on all of our social platforms. Get, I'll get, I'll get the information from you, girl, and post it out there. So people know where they can go to, how they can get assistance. Um, cause we, we need women to know that that resources out there for them. So, yeah, you know, I don't want anyone to feel alone or, you know, have questions that go unanswered. Cause sometimes we do, we, we don't, we don't feel comfortable enough to like talk to our doctors about some of the questions we have. Like, I don't know what it is about providers and that, that they intimidate people, but sometimes we just don't feel okay with asking them questions. And, and, and we leave, we leave visits feeling like things are unanswered or like, where do, yes. we, do, where do we go from here? So having this platform um, is definitely uh, an asset to a lot of people. And I want people to, 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 to yes. use it, utilize it. Because the thing is, going to the doctor's office, and I know for a lot of, I know a bunch of providers that um, that I currently work with now, they are the, the coolest doctors ever. They are oh. normal people. And I hear 
my patients saying like which doctor is coming in I'd be like it's your favorite doctor and they'd be like oh okay <laughs> they'd be like oh hell yes that's my favorite doctor because he's that comfortable with his patients like he'll walk yeah. up in the room and be like what up and I just be like you know what this is why they love you because you <laughs> you don't wear your white coat a lot of people they see the white coat and they're just like I'm intimidated just know they're a regular yeah. person too they eat poop do everything like how we do and they struggle in life too so your doctor they're normal people do not be afraid to express your opinion to them your need right right yeah so. don't be don't be afraid because the only way we can get quality care is if we are honest about our symptoms honest about what we're feeling or what we're going through or whatever questions we have that's that's the yeah. only way the doctors are going to be able to provide you with quality care um and we just we just have to be very vocal about that so yeah yeah we're, we're definitely going to get those resources out there to share with a lot of women because there were so many young women surprisingly young women um who reached out to me and had a few questions about um, kind of just navigating their way through the health space and, yes. and feeling um, secure in their their ability to navigate on their own without having any clinical background. And I think it, it just starts with being vocal, um, yes. just letting people know, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. This is the help I think I need. What can you do? And if it don't yes. sound right, you got to be okay. Just like you said, like just as we're okay with canceling our nail ladies and our hair ladies when they don't do the job right. Cancel the doctor, get another mm -hmm. one. Hello. Yes. yes. <laughs> this doctor it's the told same me thing. X, y, and Z. I need a second opinion. Let me know what I should do. Uh, mm -hmm. The same, same thing applies. So we just, we just got to do it. And women need to know that you can, you can do it. It's your health insurance. You pay for it. It's your time. <laughs> Use it wisely. <laughs> Yes, it, this is all you. Mm -hmm. This this is all you. So you have to be the driver of your own yep. health. And I tell my patients this all the time because where I work at, a lot of patients will get lost in the system. And I'm like, listen, I can only tell you but so much, but if it comes from you, guess what? They got to listen to you. Right. So right. Right. I can't tell you everything. I can't advocate for you because I'm on the other side, but I need mm -hmm. you to put your big boy pants on, your big girl mm -hmm. drawers on, and mm -hmm. I need you to talk game right. to your doctor, talk game right. to whoever you need to, right. and get this situation handled and let them know that you're not here to play around. This is serious. If mm -hmm. you can't do it for me, guess what? I got to find somebody else that's going to help me. That's it. That's it. That's, that's real. <laughs> it's as simple as that. <laughs> And they either going to get it together and get the help for you, or they're going to tell you, okay, go to somebody else. And you go to somebody else. That's, that's really all it is. That's basically it. <laughs> yeah. That is it. Well, Miss Christina, AKA Credible, Miss Endo Warrior. I am so thankful for this conversation. I'm so thankful for your time. Thank you so much for just shedding a little bit of light. Uh, endometriosis and just talking about your truth, your experience. Um, I learned a lot today. I don't know if other people did. That's your business. Y'all better. But <laughs> I learned a lot and I'm grateful for that. Um, so thank you. You are welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm definitely going to have you back so we could talk about 
this whole food situation, this healthy eating lifestyle situation, because we definitely need to talk about that. So you definitely coming back. We got to have that conversation for sure. Of course. Of course. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to We Gotta Do Better. We were talking all about endometriosis. Thank you so much to Christina for joining me, for shedding light on her truth, on her experiences with endometriosis. Until next time. Bye, guys. Thank you for tuning in today. Please be sure to like, follow, and share this podcast with all of your friends. And for more information as to what we have going on, please follow us on Instagram at let's.talk.health. See you guys next week.